Good morning. You're listening to the Morning KLH with Dave and Doreen. We appreciate that. Thank you. Marcus here too. It is time to talk to our Green and Gold Insider, co-host Wildy and Tausch on ESPN. Jason Wildy, good morning. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, Jason? I'm great, everybody. How are you? We're good. fine. We're doing yeah. well. Okay, I have a question. Was Aaron Rodgers' critique of the last few plays, he, he mentioned something about the play calls were brutal. Was that an overt request to bring Nathaniel Hackett back, do you think? Ooh. Uh, so I, I asked LaFleur about, not, not the Hackett piece of it, but I asked LaFleur about it, mm-hmm. and I read him the quote directly about the, those last three play calls. Sting, right. so you got to execute. That's what it was, and Sting, I, yeah. You know, do, 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 uh, does that sound like he wasn't happy? I, I, I didn't even finish the sentence. Like, yeah, it sounds like he wasn't happy with the play call. Mm-hmm. Now, is that what I – mean, I'm just naive about this. Mm-hmm. Is that what Nathaniel Hackett was doing for the Packers last no. year? No, okay. No. I mean, he was – Matt LaFleur's the play caller. Okay. And, and mm-hmm. So, you know, I, personally, I think they should hire just about everybody they can, right? Like, mm-hmm. bring back Nathaniel Hackett, bring back – hire Mike LaFleur, Matt's brother, who's right. now available. Sure. Like, let's just – Get as many cooks in the kitchen as we can and see how that goes. Sure, it's something different. But at some, <laughs> but at some point, though, and and I know we're we're half joking, but like, where where does it stop? Because some of these NFL teams have upwards of thirty or forty coaches. Am I right? Yeah, the Packers have like twenty six or something like that. They're one of the highest in the league. But look, I I I just don't I don't know exactly what Rodgers end game is because he always does right he never says anything that he hasn't thought through and and i was i was actually at sydney's basketball practice last night with the other coaches and we were having this conversation while they were shooting free throws because they all know that i'm the one that i I knew he used the word immunized for a reason because he never does anything incidentally Mm -hmm. and because i like the guy and i have a history with him instead of flat out asking him I asked the question that I intentionally used the word vaccinated three times in, in hopes of getting him to correct me if that wasn't accurate, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so now, and, and Tausch got a text from one of his buddies that said, God, is, is Wildy being more direct? And uh, there was another word that I can't use on the radio <laughs> about his questions this year. And I guess maybe I am just because of that experience. But like, Rodgers gets up there after the game and takes a shot at Goody for not doing more to replace Devontae and takes a shot at Lafleur for the play calls at the end of the game, even though he still threw an interception. Like, if even if you didn't like the play call, you threw a bad ball while you were getting hit by a pass rusher. Like, what exactly is, is he trying to, like, he doesn't want to be the one who says, I don't want to play here anymore. So is he trying to push them to want to get rid of him? Like, I just am trying so hard to figure out what he's – is it just frustration? Because mm-hmm. I don't think that he's wired that he just says stuff that he doesn't know he, what he's saying because he's frustrated. And so I I don't know what he's trying to do, but there's got to be some sort of ulterior motive beyond frustration to have done that after the game – you know, speaking of coaching staff in his end-of-the-year conference, Matt LaFleur said continuity. He wanted to keep most of the coaches. Is it really 
a possibility that we keep Joe Barry going in the next year as our defensive coordinator then? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It definitely is. And, you know, again, you guys have to understand, and I hope people who are listening understand this, because Matt LaFleur has basically botched every postseason wrap-up press conference he's had in one way or another. So we have to rewind to 2019 when the 49ers ran for 975 yards or whatever the total was in that game. You know, he gets up there a few days after, because usually he does not do it the day after the season-ending loss. So a few days later he gets up there and says he's evaluating things, and he basically leaves Mike Pettin, the defensive coordinator, twisting in the wind, even though he's not planning on making a change at defensive coordinator. He talks in a way, and he was inexperienced at the time, that makes it sound like he's thinking about firing Pettin for that. Mike Pettin is sitting in his office watching the press conference at Lambeau Field, mm-hmm. and he's getting, you know, you remember that Disney movie Inside Out? Yeah. yeah. He's the, he's the angry Louis Black guy where his <laughs> he just keeps getting angrier until the flames shoot out the top of his head. And so they have an issue, and Pettin's really ticked, and so they argue, and then they work things out, and Pettin stays. A year later, they get beat by Tom Brady. The defense does not play particularly well, nor does the offense, I might add. Matt LaFleur gets a question about the defense. He basically abstains from taking any responsibility himself, kind of puts a lot on the defense. Mike Pettin's mad again. Mm. And then Mike Pettin says, I'm not under contract for next year. So adios, my friend, and he leaves. So now he's got to find a defensive coordinator, hires Joe Barry. Now Joe Barry's unit stinks for a good chunk of the year, certainly doesn't live up to expectations, plays okay, decently the last four or five weeks, and now he gets up there the very day after the game and says, I don't anticipate any staff changes, which, of course, sounds like you're saying, well, I mean, yeah, we went eight and nine, but I don't think we really need to change much. Right. Fine, right? And fans don't like that either. I like he's just. This is one area for a guy who's got such great eyebrows <laughs> and has a really good offensive mind. He's just not very good at the messaging after a season ends. All right, so we've talked about this the last couple of days about these long meetings. Aaron was uh, in the last couple of days, right? At he least did... it was at least uh, it was alluded to that right. he was going to be in meetings. Because he wasn't on the Pat McAfee show, and that's what his excuse was. What were the long meetings, do you know? Yeah, they do these every year. I uh, I mean, again, I, I understand the Pat McAfee show is a phenomenon unto itself. He literally does this every year. Like, first of all, they do exit interviews with every single player. So it's not just a special, like, Ooh, Aaron Rodgers is so important around here that he gets to have a special meeting. Um, I do think his are more extensive, and the conversations are different, but every player does it. Secondly, in his position, he wanted to have more say, and so you better stick around and have those meetings so you can have your thoughts be heard. I would love to be a fly on the wall and hear just how extensively he uh, is you know, has is, has very a lot of candor in mm. this discussion, and how honest he is, and how you know maybe some of the things that he says are direct as opposed to uh, passive aggressive as he is in press conferences. 
But yeah, this is not, I don't want folks to think that this is some sort of new phenomenon or him being treated vastly different than uh, other players. This is typical standard operating procedure for all players. And Rogers, just because he is who he is and, and had wanted to have more of a voice, uh, they're more extensive with him than they are with inside linebacker Chris Barnes, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there an outside chance that the AFC Championship gets played at Lambeau Field? I would love it if there was, um, you know, because it would be if it was two outside teams and playing outside. I mean, I think there's a good chance that it could be at Nashville if it comes to that. Okay. But um, I, I, I'm still, I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that because I, I obviously I agree that they shouldn't have resumed that Bengals-Bills game. But it really does create a, a challenging scenario for for teams that were battling for that any advantage they could get. And just because the Packers seem to squander that advantage doesn't mean that other teams would have. And so I'm really eager to see how this plays out. It seems to me like the NFL always kind of catches a break and – things work out for them where they don't have to make these tough decisions. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's going to be the case this time around. I'm really curious about whether or not Mike McCarthy keeps his job if Tom Brady beats the Cowboys again. I think Brady's undefeated in his career against the Cowboys. Yeah, I really – that was like the one game that I did not want Mike to have to be in, and that's exactly how things mm-hmm. fell. Mm-hmm. And they have to go on the road, even though they've got a better record. Um if they lose, uh, yeah, I yeah. think I'm going to be seeing a lot more of Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I, think, I think you are, too. All right, Jason, you have a good weekend. We'll chat with you next week. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. You, too. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider.